Welcome to the Daily Naked Pair Podcast, brought to you by Rocco Blue, the first ever brand focused on supporting parents with special needs children. Naked Parent Nation is a group of parents with special needs children who are willing to get vulnerable, strip it all down, and take a look at ourselves, our parenting, our family, and our plans to create a life beyond our wildest dreams. Hello, Naked Parent Nation, and welcome to today's episode of the Naked Parent Podcast. My name is Chad Ratliff, and I'm your host of this daily show that's devoted to supporting parents and professionals raising children of all kinds of abilities. So today on our show, we have the opportunity to talk with Patricia Sheldon, who is the mother of two amazing children with autism. One's 18 and one is 16. Patricia was separated from her husband in 2008, didn't have help from anybody, was left out there on her own, as many of our listeners know all so well. Never had a weekend off without kids, worked two jobs, 16 hours a day, six days a week as a bartender to make ends meet. Friends couldn't relate. Does this sound familiar to anybody out there, Naked Parent Nation? So, Patricia, thank you so much for being on our show today. We're happy to have you here. Hi, happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, we appreciate you bringing the good, the real. Sometimes it's even the bad and the ugly to the Naked Parent Podcast. That's how the show got its name. So why don't we start off by you telling us a little bit about how it all started. What is it, 18 years ago, something might yeah. must have looked different or how did it all start for you? About, you know, everything was fine. When I was pregnant, there weren't any issues or anything like that. And when my older son was born, you know, I kind of knew he was a little bit different, but just, I figured he was shy. He wasn't really going as fast as far as the other kids his age were as far as like the motor skills and everything else and when i took him to the pediatrician the doctor first diagnosed him with Tourette's even though he wasn't speaking so i was thinking that was kind of odd yeah and i was like wait a minute he doesn't have any like speech or you know i was just kind of shocked i was pretty young and i was like "Eh?" but When it came time to put him into like preschools or nursery schools to go back to work, they would all call me and tell me I had to come pick him up because he had so much separation anxiety. He would just throw up every time I dropped him off. Oh, man. So, yeah, that made it kind of difficult. And then it was just hard. He would not go to preschool or anything. So that kind of really made it difficult for me to work. So that was my first welcome into autism. But I don't know how far you want me to go into the beginning of the story because it's kind of a really nightmarish story from then on. The one who's the older one is the one you're talking about right now, right? That is in preschool but has separation anxiety or is it the second one that has that? No, it's the first, the older one that had that. Yeah, so go ahead. Just tell me whatever you, um, this helps other parents not feel so alone. (laughs) So yeah, tell us. Okay. Okay. It kind of goes a different direction at this point, but it kind of all leads into the bigger picture a little bit. So, okay, Okay. I have to go off a little direction. Sorry for the tears if anyone has them. 
So then when he was about like 15 months old or so, my dad was diagnosed with lung cancer. And so at that point, a few months later, I got pregnant with my second kid. And into that, well, about five months into that pregnancy, my father had died. And so that pregnancy with my second child became high risk. So there was a lot of issues going on, you know, that whole thing. And then after my father had died, my son was born about three months later, my younger son. And when the younger son was about two weeks old, my older son, who was barely two and three months, he was two years old and three months, he was fully diagnosed as autistic. Okay. Or autistic. Spectrum. And this is back in like 2004 and early 2004. Yeah, looking at my infant who was two weeks old, I could start to pick up on the delays with him. Okay. And we were doing what we could with my older son as well. You know, I was trying to get him situated in the best schools for him for autism. And then I was also knew my younger son, as time grew on, I knew he was especially like more severely autistic. So I had a bigger fight on my hands with his autism than with his older brothers. Okay. So time back then, or back in like 2005 when he was born, it was a little different. Even though it doesn't seem like it was that long ago, it was like 15, 16 years ago now. I heard from people that I should institutionalize them. Wow. People in the grocery store were just telling me I needed to put them in institutions and all that. And it was heartbreaking. Yes, for sure. Yeah. It's got really hard and things like that. So I had to deal with a lot of that stuff. I was grieving for my father at the same time. And it was just, it was hard to deal with. Was there a dad in the picture at all? Uh, Not very much because where we were, we were young. I was like 26 when we got married, 27 when I had my son. 29 when I had my second son. And by the time I was 32, we were separated. Okay. So yeah, he couldn't handle it really. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough to handle. What's something you wish you knew then that you know now? You know, I wish I made some different choices, but I don't know if I really would have changed much, you know? Well, I wish I had more knowledge about what was coming. Never thought in a million years it would be like this, right. that this would, future but i wish i had been more prepared for what i was gonna get you know if that's possible yeah and i hear you what's one of the worst moments of the journey that stands out for you there's been a lot of death in both sides of the family from you know cancer and other things so death alone is hard to talk about with the kids they don't understand you know there's been a lot of life situations that you can't control and it's hard to explain to kids that don't have very much understanding of what it is. Right. Is Are they both fluent, like with speech or are there any speech delays or what sort of what level of learning are they? Well, my younger son, the 16 year old, he is nonverbal, okay. but he does say a few words. So he does write. Uh, we do do sign language. I taught him sign language during the pandemic. Well, I learned sign language. We all learned sign language during the pandemic. You did. That's um, cool. Yeah. And he does write. And he knows how to use a computer. So we do have that for communication. And my older son knows how to, he's verbal and he writes and everything. So, yeah, I mean, they're okay. But yeah. 
When did the communication, like when did that start with the technology? For my younger son? Yeah, I mean, the, the younger son is, um, would you say higher functioning or is that? He's the severely autistic. He's severely Yeah. Okay. When did the technology communication start with your older son? That probably came in when he started high school about four years ago, five years ago. So there was a uh, long time without the communication then. Yeah. We had to go for it, kind of fight for it a little bit with school. Did that help? Did it change anything? Did anything become easier or or what? He enjoyed it more, I think. It was a little bit easier for him to participate with because he enjoyed it. Okay. So You think he's happy? I hope he's happy, yeah. You know, I try to find things that he enjoys to make him happy. So hopefully he is. <laughs> he's very quiet. So quiet. you're really pulling teeth to get a conversation out of him, kind of. <laughs> I see. And the re- I, I say that because I have my son, Rocco, who's severely impacted. Sometimes I don't have any idea if he's doing okay or not. Like, And that's such a weird feeling as a parent who would do anything for his child and my child's happiness or well-being to not have any clue if he's okay is tough to deal with sometimes. I mean, it's anyway, um, that's why I asked the question. So are there any aha moments that you've had on your parenting journey up until this point? Yeah. Any aha moments that stand out for you? Oh, there's tons. There's tons. I don't know if I can think of one off the top of my head. There's been quite a few. Yeah. There's been moments where they've um, looked at, a, like my younger son, the nonverbal one, will look at a picture of my dad, who's he, he never met because he was, I was still pregnant with him when my father died. Mm-hmm. And he looked at like a photo album and he pointed at the picture of my dad and he'll just look at it and he'll kind of say, say, Rapa, which he, that's kind of how he says grandpa. Oh, really? And It'll cheer me up like instantly. That's a good way to get me to cry in a moment. It'll be like, wow. yeah. And he knows things that will make, you know, that are important to other people, like to me. So that's awesome. And, yeah. He knows things like that. So it Seems makes me better. feel, he knows how to make other people feel good. It's like he knows when someone's being bothered. And then, like, another thing I do to help, it helps with the kids also, is I uh, have been doing like kitten rescues for years. Like I foster the bottle babies, the tiny little kittens that have to be bottle fed. Uh-huh. So in another way, we also work with life and death a lot. And instead of making death something really sad, I tell the boys, I'm like, we're helping them feel love that they would never feel. You know, if uh-huh. we know we know these little babies are going to die, we're going to give them all the love we can, you know, to help them and let them know that somebody loved them at least a little bit of their lives. It helps them to know that death isn't always scary, that you can give something love. And now my younger son, who never got close to pets, is all about the kittens now. Whenever we get kittens, he is all over playing with the kittens. Really? Yeah, he never liked them. Yeah, he now likes, loves the kittens. So whenever there are new kittens, he's in here. (laughs) Cool. That's awesome. How about for you? How do you, what do you do to take care of you? How do you care for yourself to make it through this not so easy journey we call life? It took a long time. It took a very long time. 
I didn't date for over about eight years. I would go on like one date or two dates, but the guys would just kind of say, ah, no, thank you. I, or I would say that to them because they, I'm like, this guy's never going to make it into my household because I would never take, bring guys home to meet my kids. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I didn't really do anything. My kids were my life. So I'm like, I would do the basics. Like I'd color my hair and stuff and go to work. But up until a few years ago, I was just doing the basics, you know, trying to maintain myself to go to work. Yeah. That was it. I was a bartender. So now I'm starting to feel a lot better. I, I'm in a great relationship now. Oh, awesome. So, yeah. He adores my kids and they love him. And their dad is still around. He is still around. Yeah. So we co-parent a lot. Well, that's cool. So, I mean, that's, mm -hmm. we're just trying to get a little bit better every day. Right. And there's just so many different pieces of life and parenting and co-parenting and relationships. And there's just so much going on. And it's, it's such a challenging matrix to get off the ground with just from doing the show, from having lots of conversations, there is a direct correlation between people that sound like they're doing really well and the amount of effort that they put into their own personal well-being, even though it's not, it's like, where's the time, you know, so on and so forth. So that's why, you know, I'm always pushing to hear what people are doing for their own well-being, because it seems like the more time we make for ourselves, the better everything else gets. Do you find any of that to be true in your life or do you find something I different? Kind of, because I've, I've realized with my kids and their special needs and stuff that I had to make every kind of penny count. So it was I'd put the basic necessities into me, but they got all of the, you know, I put everything else into them. Like I could bear, I could put just the basics enough into me for yeah. my job <laughs> to where I would make enough money to spend the money on the kids and spend the money on what I needed to. So, yeah, you know, and I'm and I think, fine with that. I had to make a, you know, mental note in my head that I was doing enough for me to make sure they were happy. And that made me happy. So you that's know. good. As long as you're happy and it's not, it sounds like you're, you know, you've got a huge heart and you love your kids and what more, you know, it sounds like a great place to be when you're talking about lots of love for your kids. Maybe you can help me, um, translate this the favorite quote of yours that i can't pronounce can you uh tell me what the favorite quote is that you sent in i hope i cannot butcher it well that that did not make sense i hope i don't butcher it myself it's latin it's vir skit vulneri virtus and it means courage grows strong at the wound so you know it's my scottish clan's kind of motto which worked out well for my family and me but <laughs> yeah you know it's it suits me wherever you're wounded at, just take the time and heal it and build it stronger. So it's like, if you don't have a strong enough backbone, don't give up, just keep building it and make it stronger. That's all you can do. I like it. You know? Yeah. I just always said, you know what? Don't sit there and stress the stuff that you're not very good at. Just take the time, build it up, figure it out and do it. Sounds good. How about what's the best advice you've received? Now deceased, uh, mother-in-law she told me um it's never easy but it gets easier and she told me that and that spread across a lot of areas from death to raising kids everything 
with your kids, when you have kids, you don't have them to have someone else raise them. And that's what I've always felt. I've never had kids to let someone else raise them. These are, you know, they're my responsibility. I chose this when I had them and I'm not going to give up and send them somewhere else. So they're my kids. I love them with all of my heart until I die. So if I have to raise them until they're, you know, especially my younger one, and even if my older one, they don't ever want to leave home, that's okay. Aww. You know, I've spoken partner and that's totally fine. We'll keep them. That's awesome. I feel the love. And how about share a personal habit that contributes to your success? If I don't do it, no one else will. There you go. That's, take, take yeah, it's like if I look at the mess on, on the floor and it's like I have I can ask someone else to clean it up. Nope. I'm just gonna do it because I'm not gonna ask someone else to do it. I'm just gonna do it. So There's it's I do it and I keep doing the other ones. And that's just how you keep going. Just keep going until there's no one else to do it. Yeah. They, you don't have anybody else to blame then. Um, yeah. How about, do you have any resources or recommendations to share with other parents out there that are on the journey of raising special needs children? Just ask any other parent. If you find yourself alone in any situation and you don't know where to turn, just ask anyone. Most of the parents, myself included, even if you don't know them, we all go through this. We all, I wish I had someone I could have talked to in the beginning of this because, you know, internet, I mean, when I started doing this, there wasn't really a Facebook or any place where I could go. People threw books at me all the time. Like I had family members sending me stacks of books on, you know, your autistic child and how to deal with it. And I'm like, I just have two young kids. I can't sit down and read a book, <laughs> especially yeah. when they're doing stuff that makes no sense to me. So just take a minute. If you find someone, you can even look me up on the internet. Well, yeah, you can look me up on the internet if you want. If you have questions, just ask. Most parents are not going to turn you down and say, oh, that's a crazy question. With my kids, oh, my God, they did some of the craziest things. So, yeah, most of us can relate. Most of us will be happy to tell you, yeah, we've been through that. Yeah, that's been that way. And, yes, they do those things. You know, this is how you deal with it. And sometimes you just got to say, yeah, that happens. And, okay, well, nothing you can do. Great advice. Okay. How about um, is there one thing that you think would improve your life if you did it or if you had it? Or what's one, one thing you think would improve your life if you did it or had it? No. I don't think so. More sleep, but yeah, no, that wouldn't have worked. <laughs> and then just kind of like sort of coming full circle, what's the next thing on your list that you want to do to take care of you? I think we would love like a full family vacation. Nice. You know, yeah, that would be nice. Like camping for a week or something would be lovely. Cool. Would your boys <laughs> like camping? Yeah, they do. With the, you know, I'd love to bring my dog and everything, get her out in the woods and all that. Nice. 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 What kind of dog do you have? She's a husky. Husky. Well, Patricia, I, I appreciate that you're, you know, willing to jump on our show and share your journey. And, you know, I feel like I can hear the love that you have for your kids. And that's inspiring for me and for the listeners on our show. And I hope that that vacation you know, it's something that you start to plan and becomes a reality for you sooner than later, because it sounds like you've worked uh, pretty hard over these last 20 years and sounds like you deserve a vacation. 
Well, thank you. <laughs> I'd love one. <laughs> so anyway, but thanks for taking the time to jump on the show with us today. And we may, uh, is there any last piece of advice you'd like to leave with parents out there? You said ask for help. Is there anything else that stands out? You're going to go through the hard parts of life. You know, you've got to prepare yourself for that stuff. It's not always going to be pleasant. It's not always going to be bad. There are going to be good times and there are going to be bad times. But just enjoy your children, no matter what the future holds. It's going to be, you know, I wish I could go back to the days when my kids were little. But then again, I'm glad I can't. <laughs> I'm like, it's a long time to get up here. I don't know if I want to go back, but, you know, just prepare yourself for what's coming and look forward to the future. Yeah. Enjoy as many moments. It's a, that's one reason I love doing this show because I can take, you know, that advice for me today is relevant to go make sure I enjoy time with my kids today and not, you know, wait till they're potty trained or wait till that thing happens that, you know, I feel is going to change everything so thanks for the inspiration thanks for getting on our show today and we may check in down the road to see how life and that vacation's coming okay okay great thank you have, for having me have an awesome day patricia and all the best to you and your family and i'm stoked that you met that cool new partner you guys have fun together thank you thank you for having us all right bye-bye this concludes our show for today, and I'd like to personally thank you for spending the time with us on a topic near and dear to our hearts. If you'd like to be part of the Naked Parent Nation and help us reach those parents that are struggling and overwhelmed, there's no better way to help than by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show on iTunes. iTunes highlights the shows based on these metrics, and the more the show gets highlighted, the more opportunities people will have to be introduced to the show where they can hear that message of hope or that tip that can change everything. So follow the link in our show notes and we hope to have you back here tomorrow where we'll do it again. From the team here at the Naked Parent Podcast, we wish you the life you've always dreamed of and then some. So long. So long.